Hi, this is Maria. This is Sarah. And welcome to The The Ridge Ridge Podcast. Podcast. All right. Welcome back, everybody. This is episode 11. 11. Yeah, episode 11. 11. We're so cool. We are so cool. We made it to 11. <laughs> um, <laughs> so someday, hopefully, we'll look back and we'll be like, episode 100. Yeah. Oh, we'll what? get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. We'll get we there. have a lot to say. I know we do. So today, we're we're bringing it back around. So last week, we took a... Um, uh, deviation because we had a special guest, Alex. And, mm-hmm. Yep, and that was a really cool episode. But before that, we had started talking about boundaries. Yes, and um, and we laid the foundation for boundaries by talking about how we have boundaries with God. Right. Um, and so you know, uh, a basic recap is that um, all boundaries really are is knowing what you're responsible for and what you're not responsible mm-hmm. for, um, and. That's a, as simple as that sounds. It's a really tricky concept. It is tricky. Yeah. And so um, today, as we were thinking about all the things that we could talk about, we really narrowed it down to just uh, talking about boundaries in parenting. Yes. Boundaries yes. with your kids. Yes. Which everybody with kids knows is easier said than done. <laughs> yeah. So um, so let's dive into that today. So let's just talk about boundaries in parenting. All right. And uh, I want to start by talking about just a story about what happened yesterday. (laughs) So um, as I was prepping for today, um, I was sitting at Judah's Ninjanastics. Ninjanastics. I love that. Yeah. And I was um, reading this chapter in this book, Boundaries, um, that uh, talked about boundaries in parenting. And Judah comes out of Ninjanastics and he sits down in front of me and he says, Mom, I want a toy. And if you don't give me a toy, I'm going to be mad. Mm-hmm. And if you do give me a toy, I won't be mad. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm, all right. I, <laughs> apparently, Jesus, you're going you're gonna to exercise this immediately. Um, and so, Put it into practice. That's right. And so I said to him, well, I guess you can be mad. <laughs> like, I'm comfortable with that. That's right. But, um, but with Judah, something that I have noticed that is different than my parenting with Charlotte is that Every decision that I make with Judah to hold a boundary or enforce mm-hmm. a boundary, I have to be comfortable knowing that it's going to be a long night. Right. <laughs> you know, like it's never just, um, nope, and, this is the way it is. And then... And Judah's three. And he's going to be four on April 4th on mm-hmm. Easter. Okay. Yep. And so um, so I, it is, it's, I have to really decide, am I willing to fight this battle? You know, and so in the in the split second that I had in this moment, um, I had to decide if I was comfortable having my four-year-old, almost four-year-old, throw a temper tantrum right in front of all of the people at Ninjanastics. Right. And um, which I am. <laughs> I'm totally comfortable with that. that that's good parenting. You know right what there. I mean? But um, <laughs> but there's but that when we talk about boundaries with kids, that's I think that's one of the biggest hang-ups with parents is they're like, am I willing to go the distance. Mm -hmm. It's exhausting. It can be exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what are your thoughts, Sarah? I know that we had talked about, we had talked about this book and, and, and any book I want to throw out there, any book that you read, make sure that you, um, are discerning in it and that you read it with the purpose of, uh, eating the fish, spitting out the bones. No book is going to be a perfect, a perfect example of everything that you're looking for. But we had talked about earlier, you know, like you were like this, no, (laughs) (laughs) 
so I picked this book up. It was recommended to me um, just because of a situation that we're dealing with with our family, you know, um, and I'm, we're trying to create some boundaries in our own family um, with this, this situation that's going on. But when Maria and I decided to talk about boundaries on the podcast, she had said, hey, read chapter 10. It's all about kids and families. And I was like, okay, I'm game for that because I hadn't quite gotten there yet and read the chapter. And I have to be honest, I came in this morning, I was a little irritated. <laughs> I, love, I love that every time... I, I love when you get irritated because I know the conversation is going to be good. And you do. You come in fired up, man. Fired up. I, 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 I think part of it, and Maria and I have already discussed this, but I think part of it was, um, I mean, obviously I'm failing in some areas. And we all do. We, we all, all do. fail in certain areas. And mm-hmm. that wasn't really what bothered me. The, the book presented a couple of situations um, in a way that I was like, that doesn't make sense to me. For example, the author said, so, so just to give you some background, I'm dealing with a 15 year old Judah <laughs> at home. So, yes. so somebody who needs boundaries and it's a, it's a constant battle with those boundaries. So mm-hmm. anyway, there was a situation in this book that talked about, um, a dental appointment and how, uh, this father had issues getting the daughter to go to the dental appointments. It was always a battle. It was always a fight. So finally he gave her a choice to go. He said, okay. Um, they were going to go to the dental appointment. She said, well, I'm not going. And he said, um, she said, you can't make me. And he said, he said, you're right. I can't make you go. So you can either a go to your dental appointment or B not go to the party tonight. So you Mm -hmm. choose. And I told Maria that bothered me because I have a child who every time would say, well, forget it. I don't need to go to the party. I'm definitely not going to the dentist. You know, mm-hmm. and if that happens over a period of time, what happens to your teeth? Right. 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 And this kiddo of mine, this 15-year-old, he does not care about his hygiene. Right. He does not care about his teeth. Yeah. So we would end up, and we've already dealt with this, with messed up teeth. That, and that, you parents, we know cavities are expensive. Right, right. And the braces he's got on his face mm-hmm. are $5,000. Yes. It's expensive. So to me, I was bothered by that because I thought, well, we can give our children these choices, but then we have certain personalities that will mm-hmm. just every time they'll choose to not take care of themselves. So right. what do we do mm-hmm. with that boundary? You know, yeah. I don't want to be that parent that forces my child to do everything. We do want to have those conversations with our kids. We want them to be responsible for themselves. Mm-hmm. But he's 15, so I've... I've let go of that parenting ring a little bit to try to give him some space to make choices. Mm-hmm. But when those choices are not healthy, then what do we do? Right. So um, I know I've talked about my background before, but one thing that is, is super helpful in this conversation is that I um, am a certified multi-systemic therapist. Mm-hmm. And so that model of therapy um, is geared towards the juvenile delinquents and their families. So we're dealing with like serious behavior, boundary violations, but it, it applies across the board. And so, um, you know, I spend a lot of time uh, working with families to help identify motivations. Right. And, um, and so when you're dealing with boundaries and holding boundaries and teaching children to identify their own boundaries, what they're responsible for, what they're not responsible mm-hmm. for, um, you have to really understand motivation. Um, and so, but on the flip side of that, you know, like where the line is, you know, where the um, line is, the, as parents, you know, our primary responsibility. And I love that in this book, one thing that they said is that, um, you know, families, uh, the family is the social unit God invented to fill, uh, or fill up the world with representatives of his loving character. And so that's like, uh, as our role as a family is, is to be able to do that. And so how we do that is, um, uh, 
from birth to forever that mm-hmm. we're doing that. Um, but you don't have a baby that comes into the world and then leave that child just like abandoned off to the side. It's just, that's a safety issue. That's not how, you know, like there, there's a boundary in there. Um, so when, so you have to determine like, okay, so when do we move from, um, from this totally dependent child mm-hmm. to fostering independence? Right. And that changes for every single it, it child. It does. It does. And so there's some children that might have more freedom because they have demonstrated that they make responsible choices mm-hmm. and some children who don't. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's when, uh, if there's a safety concern, mm-hmm. which having dental issues is a safety concern. It is. You know, um, if you, if you have it's a health concern, it's a health concern. Right. right. And so, um, so if you have a child who's not demonstrating good choices that would not, it's not no longer about hygiene. Now it's about health. Right. And so if they can't hold that boundary themselves, then it's your job to step in and hold the boundary for them. So then the next step is deciding, okay, so what motivates him that can help him learn because obviously having clean teeth healthy teeth is not a motivator (laughs) clearly not (laughs) right and so but what is what is it's you know is it financial you know like the things that he has right is it um time spent with friends you know Mm -hmm. it, it varies for every single person and as parents we have to kind of um figure out what that is right so but then we also on the flip side have um our own parenting background that we come from Mm -hmm. where we've we have parenting styles that we were brought up in right um and we talked about this a little bit earlier yeah we kind of adjust them as adults ourselves yes yep Yep. we have to some a lot of us have to relearn them so um i had talked about how when i grew up um you know really until 12 years old i had a dad who was super um forceful Mm -hmm. in his parenting style and a mom who was kind of um just very distant. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, but then when my parents got divorced at 12, I had no boundaries, none. Um, I moved out when I was 16. I was couch surfing and living with different friends until I went to college and I was in college for six months and then I joined the military, Mm -hmm. you know, and then, so I had no boundaries and I went to a incredibly restrictive environment, um, where you didn't have a choice like to accept to follow orders. Right. Um, so then when I stepped out of that and I became a parent I was like, Oh, okay. I had to redefine all of, all of those boundaries and figure out. So instead of being, you know, the Sergeant who just says something and it has to be done, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't do that with my six year old who's like, you know, the, the most fluffy loving, just, I would just crush her spirit with that, you know, so boundaries for her look different, but I still have to contend with my own. And so finding the balance there, mm-hmm. um, it's a, it's kind of a, it's a tricky thing. And I know that people in this church are dealing with that oh, stuff. Oh yeah. So you, you would say that boundaries are dependent on personality too, the personality mm-hmm. of the child. Yeah. Now we kind of live in a society where they say you have to, you have to be fair and what applies to one applies to the other. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that when it comes to boundaries for our children? It depends. And that it depends on the, on the situation, on right? On the situation. Yeah. So like if my, so like if my, um, so here's an example. I've got two very different children. I've got Charlotte, who's mm-hmm. about to be six, um, who doesn't eat. She's like, she eats like a little bird. She is a bird. She has bird bones. And, um, and then I've got Judah who is almost four and he will eat like he, he loves him some food. Um, (laughs) but you know, we, the battle that we have all the time at dinner and I guarantee you there's some families that are listening right now. They're like, yep, 
Yep, I hear that. Um, the, the boundary issue that we have is that Charlotte, if we say to Charlotte, this is all you get, you're not getting anything else tonight, she'll say, I'll wait till breakfast. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, we'll say, if you don't eat this food, there's going to be a consequence. She'll say, well, what's the consequence? <laughs> and she'll weigh whether or not the consequence is worth it, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, and Judah is... Uh, four, and we'll we'll kind of do the same thing. Like you, if you don't eat, you don't you know you don't get anything else, um, and we'll just have a total meltdown. Right. But so when we talk about fairness, mm-hmm. you know, like there there's age age comes into play, um, but also, um, you know, it's very clear that Charlotte will eat if she deems it something that she thinks she she should do. You know, <laughs> like if we say, you know, after dinner you're gonna get chocolate chips. Well, she'll absolutely eat her dinner because she wants the chocolate chips, you know, but you can't feed your kids chocolate chips every night to get them to eat dinner because that's creating unhealthy food patterns. So, um, so I don't believe that fairness is, uh, an appropriate word. I think that, um, when it comes to boundaries, you just have to be, um, you have to know your kids. You have to know your kids. Mm -hmm. And we had talked about earlier too, you have to know what your outcome is. Right. And I thought that was really valuable. Could you explain that a little bit? Yeah. So I think that I know this because in my own parenting, I I do this too. When we are in parenting, we are not, we don't see very much outside of it. Mm -hmm. And so our goal a lot of the times is just to make it through the day. You know, survive the day. If a child is fed, if they are safe, sometimes that's the only thing that matters. I think you know? there are a lot of people relating to this right now. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> like, it, it be, like I said, because everything with Judah is a battle. Sometimes I'm like, dude, you haven't bathed in three days. Well, that's just the breaks. I'm not oh, dealing with it tonight. <laughs> hey, my 15 year old was still there. Right. <laughs> and so, um, so, but you know, when I look at the outcome you know, and what I really want my children to be when they grow up. Mm-hmm. I want them to love Jesus. Right. So you're being specific. Yeah. You, you need have to, be to be specific with those. Yeah. Right. I don't know if anybody's heard of SMART goals. I'm about to nerd out for a second, but you know, they do apply across the board. So if you look at your, if you look at your parenting and you think of a SMART goal, so um, specific, mm-hmm. right, measurable, um, achievable, realistic, and time sensitive, you know, like if you put those in place for your parenting. Like, what are you actually trying to do? Right. You know, that helps kind of shape what you're going to focus on and what you're not going to focus on. Um, and so you be very specific. Like I want my children, if, if they grow up and they love Jesus, they are um, financially independent and they have good relationships, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's what matters to me. Um, and everything else is, is a bonus. You know, um, I don't really care about what they do. Um, I, I just want them to be successful. Like I just want them to be, um, and success to me looks very different than success to a lot of people. Sure. Um, and we, we had mentioned that, you know, I think where I've seen a lot of parents come in and, and say, I'm just really frustrated with my child. It's because they're dealing with the disappointment that their expectations haven't been met, Mm. but they haven't been clarified. Mm -hmm. So it's not that their child has actually, not met their expect or the, the they're not successful. It's just that they aren't as successful as the parents wanted them to be. Right. Um, so having that really clear understanding. So if I if I make sure you know then my parenting based on my 
my outcome is going to be focused on spiritual development, reading the right. Bible, building those habits, you know. And you build your boundaries around that. And, and the consequences your push your child towards those goals. Right, exactly. Um, so we have to, as parents, we have to really know what are we trying to work towards. Um, and when we're in the heat of the moment, that can be really hard. Mm-hmm. That can be super For sure. hard. For sure. Because you're tired. Mm-hmm. And you're just trying to, you know, figure it out yourself, like what you want even for your own life. Right. So let me ask you a question. Um, We talked a little bit about consequences versus um, punishment. Mm -hmm. Discipline versus punishment. Yes, just because we're we're circling around to that a little bit. Can you you touch on that a little bit? Yeah, so um, this is a really good distinction to make. So, and the book talks about it, the difference between discipline and punishment. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, discipline is mentioned in the Bible. And uh, discipline at the root means to teach. And not to, you know, chastise or whatever. It's to teach. So when we discipline our children, what we're doing is we're teaching them mm-hmm. life skills. Right. Punishment, on the other hand, um, it's a is, stopping point. It's a stopping point. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So discipline allows room for growth. And I loved in the book you talked about how discipline is forward thinking. Right. And punishment is in the past. So when we punish, we're punishing for a past behavior that it doesn't allow a lot of room for growth. growth right. So, um, so then when we think about that in relationship to how we parent, um, and you ask the question, how am I disciplining versus punishment? Mm-hmm. Because in the moment, you know, punishment seems like the way to go. Like you're mad. And this is where I think a lot of people get in, into um, uh, discipline that's super harsh, you know, or like punishment that's super harsh is they're mad. They just want the behavior to stop. They've met their overwhelmed and, and they're just, they're done. Mm-hmm. But when you think about what I just said, it, it has nothing to do with the child. It has to do with the parents mm-hmm. and their own regulation. Mm-hmm. And so discipline takes you stepping outside of your own dysregulation and regulating your child right. towards where you want them to go. Reconciliation, right. right? Mm-hmm. And that's, Man, that's super hard. But discipline is not a an absence of love. Like discipline is like the most loving thing that you can do. Right. Um, you know, the father disciplines us all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and and when he disciplines us, it's not a full stop. You know, like if we if we make poor choices, there's a consequence, but there's always room for growth. Right. And um and where punishment ended uh, was on the cross. Right. You know. Exactly. Uh, and when when God sent his son to die for us. He was punished. He was punished. Mm -hmm. There was no, like, that was it. It was, that was the sacrifice. That's why it's so important for us to understand. Like, that punishment is over. That doesn't mean that there's no longer discipline. Or consequences. Or consequences. Right. But it means that there's, that we are no longer disconnected from the father. Mm -hmm. Right. So... So going, let's, let's wrap around, wrap back around to boundaries. I do have Mm -hmm. another question for you. See, I'm getting a counseling session with Maria this morning. (laughs) (laughs) So in the book, in this book that we're reading, Boundaries, by Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend, um, they do talk a lot about choices. Mm -hmm. Um, And and as our children mature, Mm -hmm. um, we should allow them 
to choose Mm -hmm. um, to do certain things, to say certain things, to go certain places, right? Mm -hmm. So um, because that is teaching them independence. Right. Um, We want them to have natural consequences to Mm -hmm. poor choices, right? Right, So Because those are life skills we're teaching our kids, right? Right. Um, So this is a question I asked you earlier, Maria. If I have kids who, let's say... um, Rather than coming to youth group on Sunday night, mm-hmm. they would rather sit home and watch TV. Mm-hmm. What would you say to that? Is that mm-hmm. a boundary that I set as a parent and say, "Hey, mm-hmm. nope, this is a yeah, this is a boundary. I want you're going to youth group." And mm-hmm. and why would I do that? Mm-hmm. So rather than giving my teenagers that choice, yeah. And allowing them to experience a consequence from not going, whether right. positive or negative, like mm-hmm. you said before, yep. why would I enforce that boundary? Yeah. So it, it kind of goes back to knowing what your outcome is as a parent. Like, what are you desiring? And um, for me, Joe and I actually just had a conversation around values. Um, you know, like if you know what your outcome is, and I gave you my three, um, what is in line with that are your values. Mm -hmm. And so we talked about, you know, so what do we value? Okay. We value faith in Jesus, love, Mm -hmm. we value hard work, um, loyalty, Mm -hmm. you know, all those things. And so when you look at this situation and you say, okay, so how am I going to address this situation? Well, where does it fall, um, in line with my outcomes? Okay. So if my outcome is I want my children to have a strong faith in God, Mm -hmm. then does sending them to youth group develop that? Yes. Okay. So then what do I value? So I value, you know, commitment or whatever. And, and so I say, okay, so this is something that I value. Mm -hmm. You may not value it yet, but as a family, we value this. Therefore it is something that you don't have a choice, whether or not you're going to attend, or if you do have a choice, it's you attend or there's a significant consequence. Um, because it's something that our family values. Mm-hmm. It's something that we want you to grow into. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me ask you this. So if if you have a child who is a very stubborn child mm-hmm. and they would choose the consequence time and time again, mm-hmm. then they're, they're clearly not... Well, the consequence isn't an effective one. If they're choosing the consequence over and over Got again, it. Okay. you haven't figured out what motivates them. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. That makes and sense. That, and that that is the that is the big question when it comes to consequences is what motivates your child. So what's what's the difference then? What is the value of a so we give them the choice, choose youth group, or this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Clearly, if it's a motivational consequence, they're going to choose youth group. But is it does it boil down to are they really choosing that, or mm-hmm. are we just smart enough to put a consequence in place where right. we're choosing it, right, and making them feel like they are, right, right. <laughs> and so and, and and yeah, it gets very tricky. And a lot of people are like, well, that just seems really manipulative. And it's like, it's not manipulative. What it is 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 when you're dealing with children, you are helping shape personality, mm-hmm. and you're instilling values. Well, the only way that you do that is by is by treading the path consistently. And so um, repetition, repetition. Yes. And so um, if you have a child who what you don't want is you don't want a child who is externally compliant. Exactly right. You know, and mm-hmm. so you that do was want me. It. 
just so y'all know. <laughs> you do want you do want to give them an opportunity for independence, but again, and for every child, it is very different, you know. And so, if that, um, so finding the finding the line, you know, like saying, okay, so this is my outcome, this is my values, and this is the person that I'm dealing with, mm-hmm. because they are a person, right? You know, right. And, and so, we want our kids to have. That's yeah. the thing, I guess. That's kind of what I'm asking. We do want our kids to have. They are people, mm-hmm. and we need to give them the respect of making choices. Of right. course, developmentally appropriate choices, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But so, so you're dealing with the younger mm-hmm. kiddos. You've got yeah. almost four and six, and mine are eight. 13 and 15. So right. I'm moving into this area where I would like as a parent to be able to kind of take mm-hmm. a step back and leave some room for them to make those mm-hmm. choices and those mistakes on their own. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm trying to figure out where mm-hmm. to put those boundaries, mm-hmm. where they're appropriate and right. needed. Mm-hmm. And maybe where I'm overstepping as a parent and saying, okay, let's I don't necessarily have to create this boundary and hold this boundary right. because they need to have developmentally appropriate consequences mm-hmm. for whatever they choose. For sure. So when it comes to that, it comes to having solid boundaries within yourself. Okay. So what exactly do you mean by that? Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. So in order to create boundaries within another person, you have to understand what your own boundaries are. And then when we go back to what that original definition is, is knowing what you're responsible Mm -hmm. for and what you're not responsible for. So with the circumstance for youth group, Mm -hmm. you can certainly make your child go to youth group, but you can't make them engage. Right. And so, um, so you, you have to, you have to understand that. And again, it goes back to if, if you, if the goal is that you want your child to engage, Mm -hmm then making them go in that way is going to end up being disappointing probably for you. Um, and that's not their fault. Right. That's just that you, you just have an unclear, like the expectations aren't in a line. So would you say that there's value in, in sending them to youth group regardless? I think so. And I think that where, so this is like a, for me, it gets whenever, a little muddy, doesn't it? It gets muddy. Well, and, and because again, when you, when you look at a specific child, you have to, um, like my brain always works in, in maps, like my call them mind maps. And so when I look at a behavior, because I've done this therapy, I look at the, I put like, I almost put the behavior in the middle, like mm-hmm. it's a, it's a bubble in mm-hmm. the middle. And I say, okay, so what's driving this behavior? And, um, and so that once I start like plugging it in, because typically there's not really like one thing that's keeping them from going. It's a, a myriad of things. Mm-hmm. And so, so when I start ticking them all off and I say, okay, so is there somebody at youth group that they don't like? Is it that they're not getting anything from the message? Is it that they want to watch TV instead or they're tired or whatever? And you start figuring out, okay, so why is this happening? Mm -hmm. Then you start honing in on what the main reason is. Mm -hmm. And I have consistently been surprised um, by kids finding out that what I thought the main reason was actually isn't, or the parent, what they thought the main reason was actually isn't. And then once you discover that, then you're able to have a conversation and the conversation in the relationship is what helps push these boundaries to be, um, to be more of a, of a choice, you know, like this is, this is what, this is my expectation of you. I'm trying to help you Right. Be, come alongside this expectation. Like right. it's, a, it's our family value to be, to participate in church. Right? right. We want you to be a solid Christian. We want you to have Christian community, have but that foundation. Exactly. Right. But I am seeing that this is not something that you value. And I'm wondering why. 
That's, that's a good that's a good conversation starter. Right. And mm-hmm. so boundaries are relational, you know, so they really are. And, and when you have clear boundaries, when you know clearly what your boundary is and you can help your child establish their own boundaries too. Mm-hmm. So where I begin and where I end, where right. you begin and where you yes. end, then suddenly the relationship improves because everybody knows where they stand. Mm-hmm. And that moves into all relationships, not just with our kids. Right. So I know that with my daughter, Charlotte, if she could be inside my body, she would be, you know, like she is, she love like the physical boundary that we have. She does, she does not believe in, <laughs> you know, and there's been many times when I've been like, um, you know, it, it, it can be for parents that have a child like that. It's overwhelming sometimes because you, you feel like you can't move without this child just clinging to you. I call mm-hmm. her my cling on, you know? And, um, and so what I've had to learn is in order to enforce a boundary with her, because that is a significant thing that she needs to feel loved, that I have to be very clear that I need space physically, not emotionally. Right. You know? And, um, and so, so she knows when I say, um, I need, uh, you can be next to me, not on me. You know, that means I still want you close to me, but I need, I, there's a boundary there right. and I still love you. Right. So when you're enforcing boundaries with a child, the, you have to make, you have to understand, help them understand that love is a key component mm-hmm. to those boundaries. Right. So when addressing and the that's issue, unchanging, that's unchanging, the boundary might change. But right, but the love doesn't. The change. love doesn't change, right? right. And you can and, and boundaries can be adjusted, you know. So and if, should be. I mean, really, developmentally, they should mm-hmm. be. If you if you read mm-hmm. that chapter ten in this book, he talks yeah. about boundaries in segments mm-hmm. for babies, and then yep. you know, ages six months through twelve months, and all the way up. So yes. your your boundaries should be adjusted as your child matures, right? And so when, so for for when you let go of that. You know, as you continue to push and push them towards the outcome that you're looking for, there isn't eventually a point when you just have to say, I've done everything that I can. Right. And the rest is up to God. Right. Train up a child in the way they should go. Right. I hang on to that verse because I know that that's true. Right. Being a very much of a rebellious 20 year old myself, Mm -hmm. um, we were brought up Mm -hmm. in the way that we should go. Right. And um, God is faithful to his promises. So I think at some point, Yes, we do all that we can with the help mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit and the mm-hmm. guidance of the word. And at some point, you're right. Mm-hmm. Our children will be responsible for themselves. Mm-hmm. And we'll just have to rely on the Lord to see them through. Right. Well, and even though you grew up in a, in a home where maybe the boundaries were a little more strict. They were more rigid, yes. Right? You still knew you were loved. Oh, absolutely. And that's mm-hmm. the one thing. I love the verse, too, that says that love covers a multitude of sins because mm-hmm. when I fail with my kids, I'm quick to admit it and, mm-hmm. and apologize right. um, once I recognize what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I have reminded, I've even reminded my kids of that verse mm-hmm. because remember, I'm not always going to do it right. right. I am going to fail you. I'm mm-hmm. going to disappoint you. Just you, you disappoint me sometimes, too. Right. But the love is still but there. But the love is always there, and it right. covers a multitude of sins. I love right. that verse because, really, if we love beyond ourselves, we mm-hmm. love like Christ did, mm-hmm. we, can, we can fail over and over and over again, and our kids still right. know. I mean, that's what I took away from my childhood. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I screwed up a ton, you know, but, and my mm-hmm. parents were disappointed a lot of times. But Yep. Man, I, even to this day, I've never seen anybody love like my parents do. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And so that, so when we talk about boundaries and when, when people get overwhelmed with boundaries, you have to kind of bring it down to its most simplest thing. Whereas God said, I'm going to create these people. 
Yeah. And they're and, ultimately they're his and yep. not ours. Yep. Right. I'm going to, and, and even if we go back to the, to the garden, God said, I'm going to create these people because I want to be in connection with them. Right. But, but then I have to put a boundary in place for their benefit, right. but I'm going to, I'm going to work it out, you know, in the end. And, and we're going to have this connection again. The love never went away. Right. And so with kids and especially, you know, I know that there are some people listening today who may have adult children who have strayed mm-hmm. and they did everything that they could when they were growing up to enforce these boundaries and they may feel like a failure, you know, but again, it's recognizing what you're responsible for and what you're not responsible for. And ultimately we are not responsible for anybody other than ourselves. Right. And so if we've made an error, then we need to repent. But then if, if, if we've done everything that we can and we know that and we've, and we're, we're rooted in love, then we have to let it go. Right. Because it's not up to us anymore. Right. It's up to God. Mm -hmm. And that loops all the way back around to where we talk about having boundaries with God. Mm -hmm. What is the work that God can only do? And what has he called us to do? So today, guys, if you are struggling in parenting with helping um, your children develop boundaries and you're just you at are the not alone. end of your rope, <laughs> you are not alone. Um, and I, I would encourage you to really just sit down and, and be in the presence of the Lord while you do this, because that, that is a, a key component here. And just recognize, okay, God, so what have you called me to do? What, what can only I do and mm-hmm. what can only you do? Mm-hmm. Let's first establish that boundary. Now let's look at that in context to our children and the relationships that we have with them. What are we trying to achieve? Mm-hmm. Like what's our ultimate parenting like win? And when, maybe actually even write it down. So it's yes. something tangible, something you can look at and loop mm-hmm. back to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, um, and that is a great, that's a great practice because you can, because it, it, it is, never ceases to amaze me that when you write something down and you look back at it later, you're like, oh, God, what? You know, like you worked that out. And um, so what are you looking to achieve? And that may change, you know, in a year or in two years or five or when, you know, as your children grow up. And But what are you looking to achieve and how um, are you going to help your child achieve that in their way? Right. You know, like because they are their own person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then let it go, you know. Pray about it. Do the best you can. Mm-hmm. Love your kids. Love yourself. Um, and come talk to us if you need to, because yeah. I love talking about boundaries. You can boundaries. talk to Maria. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. I love, I love talking about boundaries. So thanks for going with us today yeah. on this, um, this conversation about parenting. I mean, there's so many things that we can talk about for sure. Um, and we just have to kind of narrow it down. Yep. But, um, but we are going to have a special guest next week um mr dave stoker is going to be joining us on the podcast mr dave mr shout out to mr dave and um and we'll we'll get more into his credentials next week but he's going to talk to us about boundaries in relationships so like our christian relationships um that's excellent with people outside of our families Mm. so that should be helpful that Mm -hmm. should be really interesting have a great day guys and uh many many blessings We'll see you next time. Bye.